Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. It is Saturday, so I am here with Christopher. Hello. Hi, everybody. How Boy, we're kind of getting consistent with me on these Saturdays, aren't we? I know. That's that's kind of what we're talking about today is consistency. Oh. Did you know that? Uh, it was at the top of the questions. Uh, I see. I see. Um, you know what I was thinking? What about switching things up in our giveaway and giving away a Dagny Foundation hat? Sounds good. I nice like change it. up. I like it. So today's winner, we are going to give away one of our very precious Dagny Foundation hats to those of you who have never heard about the Dagny Foundation. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, to be honest with you. Um, We have started a foundation in memory of our daughter to help families who are navigating infant crisis and infant uh, loss. And uh, we have some really cool pink and gray trucker hats with the Dagny Foundation logo. We also have some really great sweatshirts too, but today's winner is going to get one of the Dagny Foundation hats. They look good on guys too. They do. You've got you've got a good rock the Dagny hat look. I, I, I do. You do. I like it when you wear hats. Mm, that's because it covers up my balding head. <laughs> I'm a hat person. I'm a hat person, but it does also do that dual function of covering up your, your balding head. Anyway, we've got a bunch of questions. Hang tight till the end for us to announce the winner. You guys know the drill. We give something away every single week, and you can enter to win by sharing uh, on Facebook or Instagram an episode that you're listening to or an episode that you've loved. Just make sure to tag me so that I see it. You can enter to win by leaving a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or by leaving a review of my book, Chasing Cupcakes, on Amazon. And if you want to know more about the Dagny Foundation or you're interested in one of those hats, just message me or you can email Christopher at primalpotential.com and he can hook you up with the link. Correct. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, I love those hats. I love them. I might wear one for my webinar tonight. Yeah, you probably should. I like the, the hat look. I'm a very casual girl. I get on webinars and hats all the time. Very norm. Okay. Consistency is the theme of today. It's been coming up a lot in the Facebook group. And so I posed the question, you know, what do you want to talk about with regards to consistency? And we got a bunch of really good questions all around the topic of consistency. Do you want to kind of kick it off? Question number one. I would like some direction on choosing wrong most days. I go through the thought process and questions, but I still eat whatever. I'm not winning the battle of choice. On choosing wrong most days. Is that what it says? Yeah. So... I would just throw out there that it's not right or wrong, right? I, I think that that oversimplification brings in a ton of judgment. And listen, I get it. I'm not saying that all things are created equal when it comes to food. And I totally understand if you want to make better choices and then you make choices that aren't aligned that you feel like it's wrong. But I do want to caution you around that language because 
this is just true every single time. The more drama and judgment we have around food, the more of a struggle we have with food, right? It's one thing to say, I want to consistently make better choices. It's another thing to say, I keep doing it wrong. I keep doing it wrong. Because slowly, you erode your confidence. You erode your trust in yourself. So I'll be the first one to say, I love, everybody knows this about me, I love ice cream. I love a good red velvet cupcake, but it's really hard to find a good red velvet cupcake. Most red velvet cupcakes are just bleh, not worth it. Anyway, when I have ice cream, it's not wrong. I didn't make a wrong choice. I didn't do something wrong. It's not the kind of thing I want to do regularly. And if I find myself doing it regularly, I want to make an adjustment. But I don't want to go around telling myself, like, I screwed up. I dropped the ball again. Because the more drama we have around food, the more we struggle with food. Period. Full stop. When people feel like, all right, I'm setting very clear and specific standards and I'm not meeting them, I always want people to scale it back to something that's too small to miss. It's too small to lose. So there's two things at play here. One of them we've talked about a ton, and that is specificity. You cannot have a general intention to eat better and then be surprised when you don't execute because we need specifics. We need specifics. It's just like, you know, I can't have a general intention to go to the gym five days this week. I have to know that I am going on these days at these times. And if it's not that specific, what happens is the day kind of gets rolling and, oh gosh, if I go today at 3.30, then I don't really have time to get showered and cleaned up before my webinar, so mm, I'll go tomorrow. But then tomorrow it's like, crap, I've got all these meetings. So you have to be very specific. If you, this, this starts with, I'm choosing wrong. Well, what is the way you want to choose? What is the way you want to eat? And I don't mean, generally speaking, I want to indulge less. No, that's way too vague. We need to get 10, 20 times more specific. If you were to go through today, making the kind of choices that you want to make, what would that look like? Be very specific. Now, if you sketch that out and you say, well, that's a pipe dream. A, I want you to work on your perspective, which is the essence of the work I do with my clients. But more than that, okay, make it too small to miss. Make it too small to fail. This is something, as I just gave the gym example, it's kind of top of mind. In a CrossFit gym, if somebody comes in and they've never been there before, we scale the workout. We scale the workout for them so that it's something that they can feel comfortable doing. And sometimes when people come in, it's a dramatic scale. For example, maybe there's a workout that's five rounds of something and there's a total of, you know, 70 reps in each round and the weight is X and the distance is Y. If somebody's new is coming in, they might do two rounds, fewer reps, and less weight. They might get done in, I don't know, five minutes when everybody else is working for 25 minutes. That's okay. So I want you to think about what is an improvement that's too small to miss? And I've given this example before, and it sounds crazy, but this is where I started with ice cream. I used to very regularly buy a pint of ice cream on my way home from work, or sometimes I'd get a pint from Cold Stone Creamery, and I would routinely sit and watch TV and eat the whole pint. And what I started doing was I would take a, a big spoon, not like a, not a serving spoon, but you know how just regular dinner, you've got big spoon, little spoon. Um, that could go in a totally different direction. But you know what I'm saying. I'm not talking about like a serving spoon, but a big spoon, tablespoon versus a teaspoon. And I'd take a big scoop out of it and I'd put it down the garbage disposal. 
and then I'd eat the rest. And that was an improvement for me. Or I've given this example a hundred times. One of the first places that I started was with my breakfast order. When I was at my heaviest, weighing over 350 pounds, I was going to Chick-fil-A every single morning on my way to work. And I would get a chicken biscuit, chicken minis, hash browns, and a large Diet Coke. And what I started doing was, I'm still going to go to Chick-fil-A, but I'm either going to have chicken minis or a chicken biscuit and hash browns. I'm not going to have the chicken mini and the chicken biscuit. Start with something that's too small. There are too many people struggling only because they keep chasing something that is exceeding their capacity right now or exceeding their willingness right now or both. I have no doubt that you are capable of executing your ideal day. But look, if you're not doing it, don't start there. Start smaller. I could I could literally talk about that for 30 minutes, but I think I think we're good. I thought you were going in a completely different direction with that spoons thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you are the big spoons. I uh, I thought you were going I I you know, I told myself I'd only have 10 <laughs> spoons full, so I got the bigger <laughs> spoon. <laughs> So I started using a, a salad spoon. <laughs> no, I didn't, want, I didn't want to overdo it by going to the serving spoons, but I went from the teaspoon to the tablespoon. No, no. I ate the whole pint. But I it, just took a big scoop and put it down the garbage disposal. But it's funny because that actually ties into a tip I was given yesterday at CrossFit oh. on on my reps. You know, if, if you set, Do you schedule your breaks? Oh, I was like, yeah. I just kind of go until I'm until I can't go anymore, and then I'll take a break, or you know, I'll when mentally, I'll mentally, you know, say, okay, this is is 21 in this group. I'll do seven, 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 or you know, depending on on what the weight is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, when you do stop, don't just stand around and wait. Have a time interval. In Have a number of breaths. Mm-hmm. So if it's five breaths, mm-hmm. you're gonna slow the breathing down. Mm-hmm. To buy, Before, to, to buy more time. So you're yeah. not, <laughs> it's going to be a, a very deep yeah. breath and it, it helps the body as well. So that's, I thought that was a funny tie-in. I like that the, too. We could do a whole, a whole podcast episode on like things I've learned from CrossFit that have helped me with food. But it, it works the same way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you've set a standard for yourself. It's right. not just like, and that's so true, you know, when it comes to, I know one of these questions brings up kind of overindulging on the weekend and you can use Actually, what you just. Actually, next question. Oh, okay. Go for that. So question number two. She's she's ahead of me here. Mm. I'm so good with my habits all week and my weekends. A lot of my habits just go out the window. I'm in a long distance relationship. So weekends are, vo- are devoted to connecting with my boyfriend. I have zero personal time to work on stretching, journaling, meditation, and I noticeably miss it. Okay, so I was going to go in a different direction there, and I want to—I I don't want to lose my train of thought, so I'm going to start with what you just said, and then I'm going to go back to the point about what you said about CrossFit. Sorry. This No, 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 it's okay. Um, this person says, I have zero personal time to work on stretching, journaling, meditation. That's crap. You totally do. You yeah. just Bunk. said... <laughs> you just said, you know, your weekends are devoted to connecting with your boyfriend. That's fine, but I want you to realize the time is there. The time is there. You're using it for your boyfriend, but... You can, there is time, there is time for these things that you say that you miss. So what I would challenge you to think about is, what does it look like to connect with my boyfriend and bring in at least one of these elements? This person mentioned stretching, journaling, meditation. Well, maybe you guys can... Stretch together. Absolutely. That could, maybe that, you can help. That could be really great foreplay. He'll, he'll stretch you right out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, God. I think at this point... 
both of our mothers listen to this and potentially your daughter. Um, uh, she does. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But no, he can help you stretch your hammies and all the other Right, we stretches. understand. We understand. Um, but like maybe that's something you can do together. Or maybe he's not into meditation, but he's willing to try it for five minutes and just give it a go. Do some, You actually mentioned this the other day because you, Chris, have a notoriously tight lower back. I do. And you said it and so much so that it can get in the way of you completing workouts the way that you want to. Yeah. And so the other day, Chris was like, who is not a stretching guy, not a yoga guy, said, maybe we could start doing yoga together in the morning. So And we have not yet. We have But I think that's because I haven't been like, hey. Yeah, well, let's do it tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, we'll move the coffee table out of the way and yoga in the morning. We can get your parents. Oh, yeah. That'll go over like a fart in church. (laughs) Anyway, um, so... Think about what it looks like to connect with your boyfriend and also do these things. When it comes to journaling, if this is something you miss and you're not doing it on the weekends, write to each other. Write about what you want your relationship to be. Write about what you love most about that person. Write about you know dreams that you have. But there's a way to incorporate. And even if you were like, no, I don't want to. This is for me. I want you to realize there is this time. There is. You can get up 15 minutes earlier. You can extend, you know, you're going to go take a shower and do this. But before you get in the shower. Journal before the shower or while you're in the bathroom doing your thing. Yeah, there's always a way. And I just want you to think about it. But kind of where I was thinking before you before you read that question in terms of the example of in CrossFit being very deliberate. I'm going to I'm going to rest when I need to rest, but only for 20 seconds, only for five breaths. I think we can take that strategy and apply it to the weekends. If you feel like your weekends are often, quote, out of control, which I hear all the time, well, what is sort of a boundary that you can create there? What is a boundary there? One of the things that I have practiced for a long time is carbs or sugar, but not both, right? So if I'm going to have, like, we were at Mexican food last night, tortilla chips. They're good there. Sometimes they're not yeah, good. They're, yeah. You don't love them there. But compared to miss. the other place locally, they're Well, like that place, better. they put like, they got, I think they put MSG on them. <laughs> anyway, they actually put cinnamon sugar on them, which is weird. Not this place we were at last night. I wouldn't like that. Anyway, um, carbs or sugar, but not both. Maybe you can say, uh, you know, I never have more than this many drinks. For me, that's two. I don't do more than two drinks. Because I, she can't. Right. True. But I, I have before. It doesn't except turn the, out well. Except for that one time at the beach. <laughs> I just want people to start thinking about what is what are some frameworks? Even if they're so far from your ideal, I want you to realize that improvement is improvement and don't let your pursuit of perfection get in the way of what is a very reasonable improvement. Yeah, improvements are improvements. A half a pound is improvement. Whether it's something you're lifting or something you're taking off. What's the next question? Next question. How do you maintain consistency when living with a person or multiple people in my case who are very different who are who are on very different plans or journeys to you this is my life in a nutshell right my now. life in a nutshell she has <laughs> please people this is everybody here's here's the thing true you don't need anybody to be on your journey you really don't in fact i think it is a strength to be on the journey while living with people who aren't because think about it this way If the only reason you do this is because you just have the lockstep support of somebody who is doing it with you every single step of the way, but then they change course or they move or they whatever, you don't have the skill set 
to do it on your own. And this is one of the big things that I emphasize with my clients all the time is I don't want you to be dependent on me. I don't want you to be dependent on feeling like others are in it with you. It can be fun to have somebody in it with you, but part of the reality of life is that we're all on different journeys at different times. And our goals are not going to usually be the goals of other people. So first, see it as a strength. You don't need somebody to eat like you eat or move like you move or moderate stress like you moderate stress or focus on work like you focus on work in order for you to do it. That is one of the stories that gets in our head that keeps us from consistency. Oh, I can't because everybody around me X, Y, Z. That is a gift. We need this. When you know that what you put in your mouth is controlled by you and not controlled by what somebody else is doing or saying or having, you have the fortitude that you will need for every celebration, for every holiday, for every business trip, for every vacation, for every family member who says, oh, come on, just a little bit. I want you to see it as a strength. You maintain consistency when living with a person who's on a different journey the same way you maintain consistency if you were living with somebody who was on the same journey. Like the question is, how do you maintain consistency when you're living with a person who's on a different journey? The very same way you would do it if you were living with nobody or you were living with somebody on the same journey. So what does it look like to you to maintain consistency? Have you specified that? Do you know exactly what it is? Like for me, it is going for my walk. It is time in prayer. It is journaling, meditation, CrossFit five days a week. Those are some of the things that are key for consistency. Do you know what that is for you? It cannot be this general like, oh, I mean, I want to eat better. It's got to be very specific. Whatever that answer is for you, your execution is totally independent of who lives with you, who does what, what their goals are. Because we've got very different goals. Yeah, well, yeah. And different different kind of ways of living and being and communicating and all of that. I totally do. You don't journal or meditate or any of those things, and it has no bearing on and There me. she goes, just assuming because she doesn't see it, I don't do it. But also, I don't. I don't do it. <laughs> it has no bearing. <laughs> right. It's Whether I write something down or don't has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I really see that as a gift because if I had the perspective that, like, for, heck, for the first three years of our relationship, you didn't work out. Thanks. No, I'm just saying it didn't ever stop me from going to the gym. No, it didn't. And even now we work out, but we don't always go together. And it, and it really doesn't matter. What time I go has no bearing on what time you go. And if you decide you're never going to go again, it doesn't change anything for me. Well, it saves us some I money. I was going to say, it lowers <laughs> my membership. <laughs> so look, if you're not into it, you just let me know. Uh, yeah. All right. What's the next question? Next question. How do you develop a routine and still remain flexible for all the last-minute things that come along with kids, demanding jobs, etc.? I get anxious when my plans get out of whack. Just like kind of the last one in terms of you know people who aren't on the same journey for you, nobody's routine is static day in and day out, right? Even if you have no children and you work from 8 to 5 Monday through Friday – everybody has things that come up, whether that is doctor's appointments or it's vacations or you got sick or you got injured or you have 12 kids or COVID-related changes. Everybody's in the same boat here. So I just, I don't say that to minimize the challenge of consistency, 
I say it because so many people are saying that's the reason they can't be consistent because their schedules aren't consistent. And that's one of the big myths. So I'll use myself as an example here because my days are very, very different depending on what's going on. So uh, Monday of this week, for example, I had an 8 p.m. webinar. So that means I'm working till 9.30, 10, and I'm like very in work mode, whereas many days I'm done working at, say, 6, and I can totally wind down between 6 and, and 9, right? But on a day where I'm working until 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'm kind of keyed up and wound up, and it could be midnight before I feel like I'm ready to, to settle in for bed. Um, then other days because I've really been prioritizing stress management. Other days, I might have uh, three different appointments. My chiropractor, that's 30 minutes away, so that's an hour in the car. Um, reflexology, which is an hour-long appointment, things like that. Uh, acupuncture, same thing. All in the middle of the day. So instead of having a work block that's between, say, 9 and 5, I might have four hours of the day that are totally eaten up with appointments and I've got to fit my work in around that. The things that I want to do to remain consistent are not fixed on a time of day. So I'm not screwed up if I can't journal at eight because it can journal at 11. I want you to realize that these things that are fixed are not fixed at a time. A lot of people are like, well, I do shift work, so some days I have the time for a morning routine and other days I don't. It's not attached to a time of the day. What I do is I look at every day individually. There are the pieces that I want to hit on the day. So I want to do my journaling, my prayer, my meditation. I want to go to CrossFit. I want to go for my walk. I want to eat three meals, right? I'm pretty much a three-meal kind of girl. It doesn't matter to me what time those things happen at, I'm just looking at where can they go today. Some days I might have 30 minutes of journaling because I just have a lot on my mind. And other days my journaling is two minutes and that's okay. Some days I might meditate twice for 20 minutes each. Other days I might meditate once for 60 seconds before I go to sleep at night. It's not that these things have to be fixed in a time block. Just know what your consistent blocks are. And if you're just totally inconsistent right now, start with only a couple. You might want to work out every day, clean your kitchen every day, get caught up on laundry every day, journal, whatever else. You might have seven things on the wish list of consistency. I want you to start with just one or two. And when I sit down every single morning, whether I have two minutes to do it or I have 20 minutes to do it, it's where do these blocks go today? Some of them I plan at the beginning of the week, like CrossFit, just because there's I can't just do that anytime. There's essentially five times in a day where I can do that based on the class schedule, so I set that ahead of time. But every day I'm like, all right, when am I going to get my meditation in? When am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? And oftentimes... There are days where it means getting up a little bit earlier or going to bed a little bit later to make them happen. But start with just a couple and refuse to tell yourself this story that an inconsistent schedule is the reason you can't be consistent because that just is a myth that says, well, I have to, you know, have my morning routine be it before work. Says who? Says who? That's just not real. I need to journal first thing in the day. Says who? Consistency does not require thinking the seven glasses that are to my left. Consistency does not require 
that your schedule be predictable because for 98% of us, it's just not. And like Bear Grylls says, improvise, adapt, and overcome. There you go. Maybe that'll be what we call this episode. Anyway. Next question. What you got? When people are constantly sharing about consistency, it's overwhelming because I feel that it means the sameness every day. That's just not the reality for my busy life. I think we just kind of touched on this one, but there's a lot of people who are asking questions. I, again, I solicited these questions from our free Primal Potential Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there if you're not. Um, but it doesn't mean sameness. I mean, if you were to be a fly on the wall and what my days look like, they are very, very different. Some days start really early. Other days end really late. Some days are jam-packed in meetings. Other days I have no meetings at all. Some days we've got stuff going on with family. Some days we don't. Some days get totally derailed because there's an emergency with the dog or there's, you know, uh, something going on with the house or people are coming out to do work. It doesn't have anything to do with sameness. The only thing that is sameness is what are those elements? And look, for everybody who says this, you go to work every day, but is it the same every day? Probably not. Not for most people. You you feed your kids every day, but is it the same every day? Depends you put on your kids kid. you put your kids to bed every night, but is the bedtime like does it go the same every mm. single night? No, because maybe one night it's this book and one night it's that book and you know one night they're easy to get down and one night they're not easy to get down and one night it takes 10 minutes and another night it takes 2 hours. It's more of a barrier of belief than it is a barrier of circumstances. Oh, I don't want I don't want everything to be the same. Don't worry, it never will be. It never, ever will be. And if you're really concerned about it, schedule it ahead of time so it's not the same every day. Yeah, like maybe one day you do transcendental meditation and the next day you do a guided meditation. Maybe one day you journal free form in a blank notebook and maybe another day you find a journaling template that has some prompted questions for you to go through. Maybe one day you go to CrossFit and another day you go for a walk or you do yoga or whatever. If you want variability, you can create it, but it's also going to be created in life. But the notion of like my schedule doesn't allow for it or it's just going to require that it's monotonous, that is a barrier of belief. It is not a barrier of circumstance. Right. Right. Boom. What else? Next question. How do you stay consistent when you have someone who is consistently <laughs> pulling you in the wrong direction? I have a hard time saying no. It's a really it's a really good thing to bring up and I think a lot of this comes down to communication. So, for example, if Chris every day was like, let's go out for ice cream, let's go out for ice cream, let's go out for ice cream, number one, I think it's really great practice because for consistency and results, we have to know what to say no to. That is one of the biggest things in business that I remind myself of often, that more times than not, success is created by saying no selectively more than it is about saying yes selectively. So, see it first as an opportunity to build a skill that is necessary to have. If you have a hard time saying no, then that person who is inquiring of you all the time is actually giving you the very opportunity that you need to build a skill that you've got to have. That's number one. But number two, communication. I remember when I was working at uh, my last corporate job before I started Primal Potential, I had a, a dear friend there and we used to love to go out for Japanese food for lunch. Mm. And we would get the same thing basically every day, you know, the massive plate of rice and I would do like chicken or steak and white sauce every single time. And honestly, I got to the point where I was like, 
I don't want to do the rice. I don't want to do the white sauce. Like I kind of want to go. And I mean, because this was an everyday thing. I, I, I want to go and just get the chicken. And I really wanted the company. I really still wanted to stay connected with her in that way. And I didn't want her to have to change. So I said, listen, I'm going to work on this improvement that like on Fridays, I'm going to do the rice and the white sauce. But on the other days, I'm just going to do like meat and veggies. Cool. And can you help me with that? This is why it's important to me. Now, she doesn't have a dog in that fight. She doesn't really care. But the communication is huge. If Chris was saying to me every single day, do you want to get ice cream every day? Do you want to get ice cream every day? I'd say, listen, can we agree that, like, you can do what you want to do, but maybe that's something we do together on Fridays. But, like, you know, on the other days, can you not ask? Because I really want to work on this particular goal that I have, and I would love your help. Now, what somebody does with that is up to them. But if they just keep asking – if you don't want to have the conversation, I want you to see that as a necessary opportunity. It's no different than like when you're trying to learn a, learn a sport. If you're not good at the corner jump shot, then you need as much practice as you can with that corner jump shot. And every single time somebody asks you something that you have a hard time saying no to, that is the equivalent of you standing there and drilling the corner jump shot over and over and over. And look, if you routinely maybe say no when you want to say no once out of every 10 times, then let's go for two right? And then when you feel like, you know, two, you're, you're feeling pretty comfortable with, let's go for three, but see it as what it is. And that is a gift and an opportunity that you need to develop a skill that you absolutely must have for long-term success. Yeah. I learned two very good things there. Um, Fridays are for ice cream. Um, I can have ice cream every day <laughs> and every, every, every time that happens, you have a, it's a good chance to practice. Yeah, absolutely. That's true in everything, like yeah. communication and frustration and arguments and disagreements. It's all an opportunity to practice. Agreed. I hope you're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, paying, I'm paying attention. My favorite question. Which question is this, honey? Is it the penultimate question? It is. Okay. What you got? I need help with consistency on the weekend when my mind goes into screw it mode. I tell myself that I did good all week and need a break on the weekends. Lie! There was three exclamation points. I had to... So I'd start with what's the truth, right? If you know that like, oh, screw it, who cares, I need a break, is a lie, what's the truth? A lot of people are very clear on what the problem is, but they're not as clear on what the solution is, and that's why they struggle with execution. So if you really want to change this pattern, start with the way you're thinking about it. My mind goes into screw it mode. Well, what mode do you want your mind to be in, right? You have to know that story. You have to know that narrative. And then you have to get really practiced telling it. Because think about it. If you have said that, screw it, I don't care, I'll start again on Monday, I've been so good all week, I deserve it. If you've told that story a thousand times, well, the first time you tell the story of, you know what, there's a way to kind of meet in the middle here. There's a way to have this weekend be an improvement. This weekend doesn't have to be perfect, but I do want to make myself feel proud. I don't have to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist, but I do want to do something that's an improvement for me that makes me feel good about my goals and whatnot, that I've used my time well. The first time you tell that story, it's going to be like, no, but really screw it. Who cares? <laughs> you need the reps there. You need the reps there. It's like if you have told somebody, um, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it a thousand times and they've never done it, then when you start saying, um, no, I apologize, I really mean it, I'm going to do it today, 
it doesn't mean anything, right? The new version doesn't mean anything at first. So you need a lot more practice telling the new story. What is the new story? How do you want your weekends to be? What is the improvement that you can pursue? And just like the last oppor- the last question where I was saying, when somebody asks you that thing, that's practice. Same thing. Every weekend is an opportunity for you to say, what is a small improvement that I can make? And again, a lot of people are just losing the opportunity altogether because they're more interested in executing perfectly than they are in creating an improvement. So make it too small to to miss. What is that one improvement? Going back to what Chris said in terms of what he learned yesterday at CrossFit, how can you create kind of a container around it that it is an improvement. Maybe it's, well, I'm going to do sugar or alcohol, but not both. Or I'm going to do starch or sugar, but not both. Maybe that's just one day. And the other days you you give yourself the option. I used to kind of keep a list throughout the week of things that sounded like good indulgences. And then I was going to choose one or two on the weekend that sounded the best, right? So if I was like, watching TV and I saw s'mores on the TV and I was like, oh my gosh, s'mores would be amazing. I'd put it on the list and then typically at the end of the weekend it would be like, well, it doesn't really sound like it would be that amazing. But find something that is an improvement. You've got to not commit to the, you know, my mind goes into screw it mode story. If you know that's a lie, then what is the truth and tell that truth regularly. Yes. I'm glad you agree. I do agree. But also, I mean... Giving yourself a treat once in a while is not a bad deal. No, it's a way of life. I mean, I have never met somebody who truly wants to be a purist. Everybody out there is acting like they did something wrong. Not right. everybody, but most people are acting like they've done something wrong or like, oh boy. I've really ruined it all. Or just even like, you know, I was bad this weekend. Even if they're not saying they ruined it, like, you know, I I cheated this weekend or whatever it is. Punish me. But my thought is I've never met anybody I'm not saying they don't exist, but I've never met anybody whose goal was to never, ever indulge in the rest of their life. Right. So if that's not the goal, then why are we giving ourselves such a hard time when we do? God knows why. Yeah. All right. Final question. What would you say is the biggest barrier to consistency? Planning? Routines? Direction? Specificity? Yeah, it doesn't say specificity. You just threw it out there because you've heard me talk about this, yeah? Yeah, I was trying to... See, asking you you if that was an answer. I think that's a big part of it. But I'll be honest, too. I would would be more interested in what's the biggest key to consistency than, like, what's what's the biggest barrier, you know? Um, But I'm also happy to answer the question as it is. I I don't think it's planning because I know a ton of people that got really great, clear plans and they don't execute them. I mean, most of these questions are kind of around that. Like, people have a good sense of what they want to do, so it's definitely not planning. Um, In terms of routines, I don't think most people have a routine, other than the fact that whatever they're doing that isn't working is a routine. Like, I I noticed, I don't know if you've noticed our neighbor's routine, but um, it involved Papa John's takeout, like, six times a week. So that's a routine. Wow. Probably Probably not a routine that you want. But but it is a routine. I don't think. Oh, those neighbors. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I'm thinking tenant. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Papa oh, John's come no, over here. No, no, no. Not our tenant, our actual neighbor. Oh. Um, I don't think it's routine. In, in direction, maybe because I think Chris, Chris spoke to what I was thinking of, and that is specificity. People are not specific enough. Maybe they are clear on what they want in general. I want to eat better. I want to work out more. Or they say, I want to work out every day. But what they don't have is a specific plan for today that is on their calendar. 
CrossFit is on my calendar today. Meditation is on my calendar today. They are in different places than they were yesterday, and that is okay. But too many people are not specific to today. They're great at planning, but they have not made a specific commitment for today. And I actually just did a training on this, free training. You guys can get access to it. Um, all about consistency and walking you through a process for creating your own unique blueprint for consistency. Uh, and that replay is available. Just let me know if you want it and we can provide it to you. But um, yeah, that was a, we, we walked through a 30 minute process for creating a unique blueprint for you that will be very specific. But yeah. Nice. I got a question. What's your question? What is the most popular day to start something new? Uh, is there a real answer? Yeah. I mean, any day but today. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'll yeah. start tomorrow. Yeah. But really, the best day is today. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody somebody posted something and they were like, uh, I'm, I'm going to start a whole 30 on September 1st. And they posted this like, I don't know, four days before the end of the month. And I was like, look, if, you, if the goal is I want to eat more whole foods. Just start today. Do it today. If it's worth starting on September 1st, do it today. Oh, no, no, no. I have to get prepared. I have to go shopping. Okay, you might have to go shopping for your 30 days, but you don't have to go shopping for today. You, 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 you can make it work today. You absolutely can. But yeah, do what you can do today. It's always better to do what you can do today than to put it off until tomorrow. That's right, which is why I'm going to start getting ice cream every day starting today. Elizabeth said I could. Oh, God. We have a winner. <laughs> I don't eat ice cream every day. You don't even really like ice cream. I, I like old man ice cream. Yeah, I grape nuts. Rum raisin. I'm, I'm, I'm an 80-year-old man trapped in a 60-year-old man's body that's thing, actually only 38. The good thing about that is I'm never tempted to eat your ice cream. That's right. Because it's disgusting. Damn straight. Like, you could have gallons of grape nut ice cream or rum raisin ice cream in the fridge in the freezer i would never touch it little little secret i learned back when i was growing up if you people are having a pizza party you order a pizza nobody else will eat <laughs> get the whole pizza to yourself <laughs> my friends hated mushrooms so i got mushrooms on every pizza i wanted god i never had to worry about it going anywhere okay. i happen to like scotch there's a brand of scotch that i like it's a bit expensive and when i get it i'll leave it at my friend's house because he hates it there you go it's brilliant. There you go. <laughs> so we are giving away a hat from the Dagny, the Dagny Foundation. Dagny Foundation hat. Yeah. It's a nice pink trucker hat, Dagny Foundation logo on it. We love our girl. We do. Love her so much. And the, the winner, winner. The winner. Go for it. Is at the Fit Nick One. At Sweet brag, by the way. The Fit Nick <laughs> One. <laughs> uh, Email Christopher at primalpotential.com. And let them know you are the winner for today's episode, episode 811, and we will get you your trucker hat in the mail. That's right. At the Fitnick one, that's T-H-E-F-I-T-N-I-C one. The Fitnick one. I look, for, I look forward to hearing from <laughs> Prove you. Prove it. <laughs> How fast can you do uh, 100 burpees? Let's not send me videos of that, please. <laughs> anyway. That would be weird. That would be weird. Um, okay. You guys can win. You know how to do it. I shared at the top of the episode. Thanks so much for your questions. We really love answering them, and we hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you all next Saturday. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, 
please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.